Uh, good morning, everybody. This is a new week. Um, welcome back to Shots of Info. This is Michael. Uh, quick disclaimer, this is just a talk between me and Randy. Uh, don't take it seriously. We by no means are experts or uh, it's just a conversation between us two for fun. But yeah, good to have mm-hmm. you back. Welcome back. Today is November 9th. Uh, we finally got a determination in terms of who the president is, sort of, kind of. Um, but yeah, it's been an interesting week, or weekend rather. But yeah, let's uh, jump into the topics and let's get into it. So with personal development, we got purpose. What do we mean by that? Fitness, we have energy systems relative to intensity of exercise. <clears throat> wow, I don't know what happened there. Intensity of exercise. And then on the finance, we have what is dollar cost averaging and how it's useful for investing. And then some news updates at the end. All right. So let's just jump right into it. So purpose, what do we mean? What do we mean? Purpose is what the word says. Purpose, you know, something that like a goal, like a, like a meaning for life that you have in like within you, like for you. Uh, is a short like life is a short journey in my opinion so by all means what are you trying to accomplish um now purpose it's a little bit more like for me purpose is a little bit more deep than just like you know um being successful and you know getting things done for me it's more about it it, it gets divided into three, uh, three different categories now i don't i cannot take credit for this because i learned from a another entrepreneur who not listening on a podcast but what he explains is that life like you know like what you should you know ask yourself is three different questions uh what are the experiences that you want to have throughout your journey how are you how um how do you want to grow in all this time and how do you want to contribute back to the to your community or to other people and that really impacted me, to be honest. After like a lot of thought, I started writing. This was like four years ago now, or three years ago now. And, you know, I literally took a piece of paper, started writing like experiences that you that I want to have throughout this life. Um, the, um, the things I want to, you know, learn, growth, and also the, the, the way they want to contribute back to my community. Now, when it comes to experiences, let me explain a little bit more. Now, it doesn't necessarily need to be like, you know, going to a different country every year or I thought that's my, per- that's my goal, but it doesn't mean like, you know, getting, going to, I don't know, like some, something expensive, right? A lot of things when it comes to experience are free, like, you know, like, um, let's say getting your first child, that's a, that's experience, getting falling in love, that is also an experience and it's not expensive, right? Or it can be though. Hmm? It can be. Depends on the woman. But yeah. <laughs> and when it comes to growth, uh, growth is pretty much how do you want to better yourself? Why are you, what do you want to learn? What do you want to, um, you know, the abilities that you want to enhance, like maybe a new language, a new skill, and also growth as a citizen as well as a human being. So, you know, like pretty much mature, in other words. And when it comes to contribution, um, contribution is something that you want to do for others, like selflessly, something that you want to build, you want to like give back to your community. And yeah, so that's that purpose for me. I actually got taught those three words in the body. 
because mm. I never want to forget it. Right. Yeah. All right. So I guess from my perspective, purpose is again, it's a it's a mission statement, right? It's like, what, what do you want your life to be about? From, I mean, you can take it from a religious perspective. People come to this earth with a purpose, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be from a religious perspective. You can do it. You can just have a purpose that you make on your own. Uh, generally, a purpose is supposed to be greater than you. It's, uh, you can say it's some sort of legacy that you can leave behind, but on just like on a basic level, it's just something that, is not only going to benefit you, but also benefit others in the long run. Um, to, to give you like an example of a purpose, take somebody like, uh, like Elon Musk, right? Mm -hmm. He not only makes profit from the things that he does, but he has a, a greater overall purpose in terms of helping humanity go further. He wants to go to Mars. He wants to create more renewable energy. Uh, he's creating these electric cars, et cetera, et cetera. So it's kind of, it's, it's a selfless and a selfish thing at, at the same time that he's doing. So when I think of purpose, these are the kind of things that I'm thinking of. How can I help others, but also help myself at the same time? Because sometimes if you go out of your way just to help others, you know, that that's a recipe for disaster because then you're not going to feel, you're not going to gain any of the benefits or you're not going to feel like, What's happening is uh, what I'm looking for here. I'm blanking out. Uh, but in any case, um, yeah. So is there some? It should be something that benefits you, but also benefits others at the same time. True. Absolutely. I feel like purpose. It all comes down to you, because everybody's gonna have a different definition for it. Everybody's gonna have different views, and also, every everybody's purpose is going to be different. Uh, you don't have to agree with me you know, or Randy, but, you know, find the purpose of that short journey that you have ahead. Um, like what are you trying to, like Randy says, what are you trying to leave behind and what is that you're trying to accomplish throughout this, throughout this journey? Because think about it, life is short. I wish I had. There's something to be said though, because some people are like, well, I don't want, I don't have any idea in terms of like what my purpose is. I would say a good way to even just go about it is what's a big problem in the world right now and how can you solve that? Uh, right? Sorry, I cannot agree with that. Okay. What's that? Problems. Hmm? There's too many people trying to solve many problems. I don't agree with that. I don't no, 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 but I'm saying pick, pick one specific problem, you know, to pick many. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think um, purpose... I know where, where you're going with like, you know, trying to solve a problem, but if you get too into that rabbit hole, because you're gonna fail at some point, you're not gonna be able to solve the problem. Then, I don't know, I feel like you shouldn't be harsh on yourself. Because that's where a lot of people, you know, get lost. Once they're not accomplished on solving the problem, people get lost, get into depression and stuff like that. So for me, that's it's not really about solving a problem, but, you know, living my life, Experience it, experiencing, growing, contributing back. Maybe where where do you mentioning like uh, solving a problem can fit in contribution, but not necessarily. Mm, okay. I mean, it doesn't have to be like a global problem that you're trying to solve. It can be a local one in your community. It can be like nationally, 
within your state or your country or whatever. But to me, that's what I think of a purpose. It should be something where, again, you're trying to solve a problem that predominantly affects you, but if you can solve it, it'll help many others. Right. So like, let's take, for example, what we got, right? So the, the thing with the school system that I want to do, right. Build it online. The thing you want to build back in Ecuador, you're trying to solve a local problem. I would like to solve a global problem. Well, not necessarily solving a problem. I just want to create opportunities. So a little bit different. Solving a problem. Okay. Like people are struggling and are not happy. For me, it's more like creating job opportunities. And also, you know, kind of like using their talent, not using their talent, but like people in Ecuador are talent, like talented people because they don't have resources. I feel like there's talk. So I think we're thinking of like the same thing, but we're just wording it a little different because the way you're talking about it, that sounds like a problem that you're trying to solve mm-hmm. from me, from like my perspective, but you're just, you're saying that it's more just like you're trying to build something as opposed to solving something. Right. But what? Yeah, I don't, I don't really uh, there you go. See it as solving a problem because once again, um, I don't want to put that pressure on, or like anybody should put the pressure because you're not. Um, what I feel like your purpose should be beyond that. Shouldn't be just about other people and solving a problem in the world. It should be about what you want in your life because at the end of the day, it's your journey. It's your you choose the path that you want to go, and sometimes when you get to you know, too, too caught up in it. Yeah, to caught up into you know solving the specific problem or maybe um, problems that benefits others but makes you miserable. I don't think that's a good way to approach it. When especially when it comes to purpose, that's why I try to avoid seeing it as solving a problem, more like giving back, contribute. Now, if I can, I'm yeah. not able to do that, then I, by all means, I'm not setting myself this bar that I need to accomplish. I can always. Either you know increase the bar, lower the back, uh, lower the bar, or go a different path, create something different. Give, you know, maybe not in Ecuador, maybe here, or maybe in other countries. So I'm not limiting myself to that specific problem. That's what I mean, and that's why, like, in my opinion, purpose shouldn't be just one thing; it should be a combination of multiple things. You know, something that benefits you, something that makes you happy. And something that, you know, a little selfless of you. Mm-hmm. No, totally. I mean, again, I think we're just talking the same thing, but wording it a little different. But you know, agree to disagree, I suppose. No, definitely. I mean, this is a discussion, this argument. Right. We're not we have different about things, guys. Yeah. And once again, the definition for purpose and uh, your purpose should be different than everybody else. Because nobody in this world thinks the same. So. Mm-hmm. You had to work on it. You had to meditate. You had to think like the long term, what you're trying to accomplish and what makes you happy. And that eventually is going to become your purpose. And the more that you think about it and the more that you talk about it with your close circle, it, it starts becoming a reality and you start working, taking like little steps towards that. And that's what we mean to staying on your purpose. Whatever, whatever you do in a day should take you towards that goal. So the, a little step towards the end goal that you have. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that about covers purpose and what we mean for now, at least. We can come back to that topic later on. Absolutely. What comes up. It's a yeah. complex topic. 
Yeah, for sure. All right. So let's jump into fitness, uh, energy systems relative to intensity of exercise. So what do we mean by that? So it sounds a little complicated, but it's actually pretty simple. So your body usually uses two different fuel sources. One is sugar, glycogen, carbohydrates, and the other one is fat. And that's usually... Glucose is... What was that? I thought it was... Hmm? Is glucose sugar? Glucose is sugar. Glucose is sugar, okay. It's not like, you know, the kind of table sugar that you would consume. Right. But it's a type of sugar. But it's your, the, the most simplest form of energy that your body makes from uh, carbohydrates. And then on the other side, we have fat. And your body usually creates ketones in order to use that as an energy source from fat. So, and there's also protein, but protein is kind of just like in the middle there. But we can get into that as well. So we'll start with the carbohydrates. Generally speaking, when it comes to using carbohydrate or glucose and sugar as an energy source, that's usually going to come with higher intensities of exercise. So think of athletes. If you think of an athlete, they're generally rehydrating with some sort of energy drink at some point in some sort of game, right? So if you think in football and soccer, somewhere within that period of time, they're drinking a Gatorade or some sort of power aid or things like that. The reason for that is your body can turn that energy from those energy drinks or the sugar rather from those energy drinks into energy very quickly. And obviously you're using a lot of intensity when it comes to playing these kind of games, right? You're running back and forth, long periods of, t- of just all out exercise or all out intensity. So your body needs energy and you can get that very quickly from those power drinks or power bars or whatever the case is. So that's where I'm, I mean that uh, glucose is an energy source for higher intensities of exercise. Now, the less intense, the more your body starts preferring fat as an energy source, Mm -hmm. whether that be body fat or fat that you consume. So the way it kind of works, hypothetically, let's think if you wake up in the morning and you don't eat anything. Maybe you have a drink, a a cup of coffee or some water, but you don't have anything. If you were to go out for a walk, Actually, you don't even have to do anything. But in this hypothetical scenario, we'll go out for a walk. We go out for an hour walk. Your body is going to start metabolizing fat as an energy source due to the intensity of exercise. The reason for that is your body's going to conserve the sugar as much as it can for whenever you need that high intensity output. Because your body's pretty smart. If For whatever reason, you get into a situation where you're going to get attacked by some sort of animal or you're in some sort of danger, your body can use that quick source of energy from the sugar that you have stored. So that's another thing I should mention. You know, your body stores that sugar, glucose in your muscles and within your liver. So it stores it there for whenever there's an emergency or there's a high intensity output, like in a sports game. But you go out for a walk, you're going to get attacked. That's when your body quickly changes to that sugar energy source in order to get you out of that situation by running away as fast as you can but let's say that you don't get attacked so you walk for an hour your body will start metabolizing that body fat as an energy source in order to conserve the sugar and that also has the dual benefit of helping you lose body fat because most people nowadays have an excess of body fat you should have body fat but it shouldn't be as as excessive as it is nowadays and let's see protein basically falls right in the middle of those two. It doesn't take as long to metabolize as fat, 
but it takes longer than sugar. So if I were to give you a range, uh, sugar usually takes anywhere from about like 30 minutes to an hour to metabolize, or rather carbohydrates take 30 minutes to an hour to metabolize as an energy source. Protein takes about two to three hours. And then fat usually takes about, let's say, three to seven hours. And in order to be like fully in a fat burning stage, that's usually what's called ketosis. And ketosis usually takes place within a 24 to 36 hour fast. So after you haven't eaten anything for 24 to 36 hours, your body's fully just burning body fat as an energy source. And that's it. Interesting topic. Um, didn't know none of this. To be honest, I knew that our body uses glucose when we you know, work out and stuff like that. <coughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. But, um, but when it comes to like athletes drinking energy drink, I wouldn't recommend like a regular people drinking those energy drinks. No, you're not, not doing, you know, you're not burning that amount of energy as an athlete does. So stay away from those. Uh, drink water. Water is better uh, for, you know, regular people like us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, other than that, I don't got much to add to what Randy said. I think he covers everything. So there's something to be said there, right? So you said don't drink energy drinks if you're not an athlete. Mm-hmm. I would wager to say you shouldn't be consuming a high carbohydrate diet if you're not active most of the time or throughout most of the day. Simply because, think about it, if your body converts that those carbohydrates into energy very quickly, if you don't use them in any way, your body's going to store that and it will store it as body fat. That is why especially in America, when you have such high rates of being overweight and obese, people consume these high carbohydrate diets, a lot of energy and no expenditure. They eat it in their lunch break when they're sitting, then they go back to work and they're sitting and then they go home in the train or on the car sitting, they get home and they sit. So again, it's just, you're not burning off this energy and it's just gonna stay there and accumulate over time. That's where you start packing on the weight. Yeah, very much. It's like empty energy that your body's not using. It gets you no know, stored as fat. So definitely those unless you are doing like intense, intense cardio or intense, you know, movements, or you are an athlete and by all means you need to, that source of energy. But if not, uh, stay away from those drinks. Cool. I not actually not even that though, but I would say if you're not the type of person that's an athlete or doing a lot of exercise, mm-hmm. I would say maybe switch over to more of a high fat diet. Well, not even a high fat, but moderate fat, moderate protein, and a little bit less with the carbohydrates, just so that you're not mm-hmm. consuming too much energy and not using. Right. Absolutely. And that's it. There's a there's a pros and cons for everything, but you know sure. that they market it market it like the drinks is like for everybody. Everybody should drink it. And- that's not right. Yep. Who? No, it's all a marketing scheme. At some point, it's just making money, man. That's the bottom line. And that's, that's definitely not the way we should be going about doing things. Yeah, indeed. All right. Let's move on to finance so it doesn't get too long. Mm-hmm. Um, what so is- here we have what is dollar cost averaging? Okay. And how does that help you with investing? Well, so what do you think? What does that sound like to you? Dollar cost averaging is like the average cost of your shares. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, let's say you bought a share of something for $100 and then it goes down. But you, want, you don't want to miss out. You go ahead 
and buy more shares, uh, let's say $50. So now the average price is going to be, if you add the price of all the shares at the point that you bought it, so 100 plus 50, it's going to be 150, and you divide it by the amount of shares. So in this case, let's say you bought two, one 100 and another one 50. So if you divide it by two, it's going to be 75. So now the average price the of your purchase or of your position is going to be 75. So now 75 is the minimum in order for you to recuperate your capital. Uh, so that means that once this, um, once this share, once this stock reaches that point of 75, everything after that is going to be profit. So let's say if you go 10 or like 20 or more up, all the difference is going to be your profit. So how it's helpful, it um, pretty much it helps you balance your wins and losses or kind of like not lose too much money when it comes to, you know, moving on, moving, mm -hmm. move, taking that position. So you can, mm -hmm. if you are a long-term investor, it's definitely very helpful. If you are a trader, usually you do that on a daily basis as well. So let's say your trade didn't go as planned, but it went down and you're slowly seeing the, the uptrend, you can take a position right there. So now the price, it goes down, the price average goes down, making it easier for you to uh, make more profit. Or just recover, All right? So another way to me uh, uh, that I think about dollar cost averaging, and that's kind of like the way I invest, especially mm -hmm. for the long-term portfolio, I don't ever take the money out. What I do is I just continuously add money over time. So again, let's go back to that example of, uh, let's say Apple is worth at 100 bucks, right? Mm -hmm. I buy one share of Apple at 100 bucks. Let's say in two weeks after that, the Apple drops down to 50 bucks. So I buy another share of 50 bucks. And let's say I have a recurring investment where it buys one Apple share every week or every other week, right? Mm -hmm. So I buy the first one at 100, the second one at 50. Um, then it, go, it jumps up to 75 in two weeks. So as it continuously just progressing in time, I'm continuously buying despite whatever the price action is. So my average at this point is going to be lower than the $100 that I initially bought at. Right. But I have more shares now. So it's going to make me more money if it jumps back to 100 or it goes above 100. And the idea for me, at least with dollar cost averaging, is to buy into companies that have long-term potential and value and you just keep buying in over time. One dollar. Well, I mean, if you do fractional share buying, you can buy as low as one dollar or something, right? But again, you can buy over time. It's not something where you're like just trying to look for the quick little profit and then take the money out. It's just continuously adding in over time. Yeah, by all means, that's how. Usually, when it comes to long-term investors, you want to do, you want to have that strategy. Especially when mm -hmm. market is low, you want to buy as much shares as you can for that specific company. Or you know you can diversify and buy orders as well. But when it comes to trading, uh, I mean you can use that to our advantage as well. But you know, usually when it comes to long term, it works better for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm -hmm. Cool. Anything else to add to that? I think we're covered. No, very straightforward. Pretty much it. Yeah, so a very simple concept, but you know very important as well when you're buying and selling. Usually when you. It's very useful. Mm -hmm. Very very useful. Cool. Any news updates when you end? Well, I was looking at the markets in the morning and it looks like everything's kind of taken off given the fact that we actually <clears throat> have more of a, an idea of who the president is going to be moving forward. Um, 
So that's cool. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a lot of profit that we can take off of that. Um, I was telling you before we started that the marijuana stocks or yeah, yeah that uh, that's actually starting to take off. Yeah, I was surprised. I'm going to lie. I hold um, shares for ACB. I was, you know, I was doing, I actually was doing with this stock, I was doing the price average. So I bought it uh, initially when like two years ago, I got in when it was like nine or $10. And then it went down. So it was like five to four, like a few months ago. And I bought like a lot of, a lot of stocks on that, like around the price. Well, I did like three different purchases on it. And waiting really worked out on my favor because I was losing money on that on that one. And now I'm like, I think like, um, hold on, let me check. Let me be specific with the number. Um, a hundred, no, I'm fifty six percent up, which is insane. Right. Yeah. So it looks like like a total Biden Harris combo is good for the marijuana stocks. Cool. And the total return since I bought it is 109% up, which is insane. Um, and another thing too, the ETF for weed, it's uh, MJ, which is also up. So if you're planning to like have a more diverse portfolio rather than just one company, uh, MG would be your best bet as mm-hmm. an ETF for you know, alternative agriculture, aka weed. Marijuana. But yeah, I was surprised to wake up today and the markets were all on green, new heights since back of June, I think. Yeah, um, we're approaching previous highs. Yeah, indeed. And interestingly, it's just like nobody, to be honest, nobody predicted it. Everybody t- everybody said, you know, it's going to go down, it's going to go down regardless of who the president is. But now that, you know, Democrats took the, the, the executive office, it seems like it had a positive catalyst. And because I think it's because like Republicans took the Congress. So it kind of brings a balance between those two. Oh no, this, yeah, this, the Congress and the Senate, they still have, we'll see about that. I'm not sure if it's going to last for much longer. But yeah, man, the market's unpredictable. You can't, I mean, everybody was saying that it was going down, right? And then all of a sudden it goes in the opposite direction. And that's kind of usually what you'll find. Whenever people are saying some, like something's going to happen in one direction, it tends to go in the opposite direction. Sometimes it goes in the direction that you're saying that it will, but most of the time it doesn't. Yeah, this well, market is just that unpredictable. Yeah, you got to be careful with those trends. you got to make your own analysis and pretty much take what do you think will be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Any specific uh, companies or anything you got? Uh, no, but I was going to mention Biden's um administration some of the economic policies that he brings to the table okay one is that the wealthy people the wealthy will pay more so if you make an income greater than 400 dollars, your taxes will increase you mean 400k mm-hmm. so 400 dollars <laughs> four hundred thousand dollars man there's no people- imagine 400 bucks damn i guess <laughs> we're all getting taxed up the ass now oh yeah four hundred thousand dollars my bad uh, companies will pay more, so um, all the companies are going to be pay more. But I think there might be like um like a like a market market cap, a minimum because mm-hmm. you cannot tax every single company regardless how big or how small you are. There should be some base to that, else right. the companies are gonna go broke. The government will spend more, 
So with higher taxes, definitely they're planning to spend more on education, healthcare, and you know infrastructure. We'll see about that. Um, so now also says you know the we're going up. Two two two. See, uh, CS, uh, CBS has a new CEO, and that's pretty much it. Earnings reports are over, so um, there's no nothing to look at today. Oh, there's always something to look at, but oh yeah, the first regarding earnings, depending on the companies that you own, you want to keep mm-hmm. up. But on my end, so I'm still still looking at Neo for me. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Neo is on forty two right now, right? Forty and jump back up, it's a forty three fifty or something like that. Right now. Mm, nice. Uh, for sure, it's a it's a really good investment on that one. But like I, like I was mentioning the other day, it's kind of risky depending on like you know the Chinese government has a lot of influence on that. But we will see what happens with time. Yep. All right, everybody. Yeah. That was it for today. We will see you tomorrow. Nos vemos. Hasta mañana. Peace. Peace.